0: Hello? Hello? Podcast Network Asia. Asia. At the end of the day, anything that you do that is positive is going to help you. And ultimately, that's what matters. You're listening to Project Loving Myself Podcast, a well-being podcast that shares stories of self-love, mental fortitude and self-discovery hosted by life designer and Well-Being coach, Sanaya Gurnamal. Hi, I'm Sanaya Gurnamal, and this is the Project Loving Myself podcast. Join me each week as we navigate through aha moments, new ideas, and flashes of insight from candid conversations that inspire you to get started on your own project of loving yourself. Because the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship that you have with yourself. You matter. This is Project Loving Myself. Hey you, it's me, Sanaya, and I'm back with so much more to share with you after a short mid-season break. If you are like me, then taking a break is exactly what you need to come back stronger, more inspired, and excited about what comes next. I've been up to some interesting things while I've been away, and I'm going to share all of that with you over the rest of the season. But for today, I've got an episode that is inspired by a DM from one of our listeners who asked me to recommend what she could read or follow for her well-being and self-development journey. So I thought, why not? Let's do an entire episode about what are some of those things that have moved me, what is currently or was previously on my reading and watch list. Things that I would love to share with you that I would love to recommend for you to read or listen to or, you know, follow. So if you are new on the Project Loving Myself journey, or if you've been on it for a while already... I've got you some books to read, some podcasts to follow, and some resources to check out, which might make a difference in your life. I'll share with you my faves, and you tell me if they worked for you too. So here goes my specially curated list for all you fellow travelers of Project Loving Myself. start with the two films that made a huge impact on me way back when. I'm talking about 10-15 years ago, but I still think these two films are so relevant even for someone who starts their journey today. The first one is The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. The Secret was a documentary film that really just swept the world in 2006. It changed millions of lives and it essentially ignited this like global movement. It popularized the idea of the law of attraction and it teaches you how to attract what you want into your life. It talks about topics like vision boards and how, you know, what you focus on is what you attract, talks about fears. And there are a lot of very reputable writers and speakers who were featured in her film. Honestly, The Secret, both the book and the film, they were like massive doorways for me. Like they opened up all these different avenues for me to kind of read more, search more, understand more. And so, you know, I think The Secret was just such a great place to start for me. And if you haven't read it or seen the film, you know, because she wrote a book as well, then definitely check it out. Another film that really comes to mind is What the Bleep Do We Know? And it was followed by a part two, which was called Down the Rabbit Hole. What I loved about What the Bleep Do We Know and Down the Rabbit Hole is it was such a great blend of quantum physics and spirituality. And it really gets into kind of understanding consciousness. I love that it brought the science into spirituality. And for those of you who are a little bit more left-brained, which is where I was when I started my own foray into spirituality and well-being, well, then this one's going to be right up your alley if your left brain is the one that's a bit more active. Or if you feel that there's way too much woo-woo and all of the well-being or the healing or spirituality, then perhaps something that is a bit more based in science and quantum physics, that's going to be very helpful and eye-opening for you. So I definitely recommend those. Couple of things that are a lot more current, movies, films that are more current that I can tell you about include Unwell, which is on Netflix. It's a six episode series and it goes into like different wellness trends in each episode. So it goes into like controversial topics such as like essential oils, fasting, bee sting therapy, which is kind of very interesting and even breast milk consumption for bodybuilding. So it's, it's quite light. Each episode, you know, kind of gives you both sides of the story. Again, it's interesting if you want to learn about some of the different wellness trends, what's out there. And it's a, a pretty easy watch. So Unwell on Netflix. There's also Heal. Heal is a 2017 documentary film. It explores the whole mind-body healing of individuals that were diagnosed with like fatal disease. And so the film goes into the scientific and spiritual journey and it connects sort of emotions to stress and how stress and fear then impact the body and create illness. So if you kind of want to understand how this is all connected from our emotions to the stress in our body or fear and how they get involved or how they contribute to disease, disorder and then ill health, then this is kind of a great film for that. Now, for a while, when this really started during the pandemic, I got really into decluttering and home organization. And that's really because I was very motivated about simplifying my life. I just kind of wanted to take all that mess and clutter out of my life. I wanted to streamline everything. And I think it was kind of symbolic of my desire to prioritize what is important in my life. And also to let go of the past, let go of the old baggage that needed to really just be thrown out. And so I really got into tidying up with Marie Kondo, which is on Netflix. And so Marie Kondo is this Japanese woman. She wrote a fantastic book and she talks a lot about how decluttering your home and organizing things has a huge effect on your mind on your mental space. And I just love the different rituals that she shares in the documentary. And you can also check out her book. And from sort of tidying up with Marie Kondo, I got into The Home Edit, which is another Netflix series. I watched the whole thing, thought it was so great to be able to kind of organize your life in the different ways that they suggest. And so I home edited my entire kitchen, my kids' play area, my bedroom, my closet, and so on. I kind of got a little obsessed with it, but I love the hat- fact that after I home edited my entire space, everything just feels so much easier. Like I don't waste time in finding things. Like everything in my home has a place. And when everything has a space, a place, I feel more relaxed. You know, I feel more comfortable in my home. And so now my home is really this like refuge, it's like a haven. And when I get home, it's just like it's so easy to kind of tune into the calmness, the zenness of my space. And so my home is now the reflection of that person that I choose to be. It's actually pretty funny how the physical act of decluttering and cleaning up actually directs your mind to do the same thing. I've always been the kind of person who can't study or sleep in a messy room. But don't get me wrong, I'm not OCD. I was actually pretty messy and I learned to get organized. So being, you know, organized and and being decluttered is something that was, it was not something I was born with. It's something that I learned. It's something that I Recognize the value of, you know, I remember studying for my high school exams and same thing later on in college. Like I would need to clean up and organize my room before I was ready to study. And I guess that was just kind of a sneak peek for the kind of person that I have become now, where I really need things to be organized, to be clean, to be like minimalistic, like no clutter. And that just mirrors that calm and zen mental state that I aim to preserve, to sustain. You've probably heard the saying, as above, so below. Well, I believe as inside reflects outside and as is on the outside affects your inside. So if you aim to be a peaceful, calm, Kind of zen, neutral person, then you probably want to create that in your surroundings. And if your surroundings are kind of like that, then it's so much easier to find that balance within you. Here's another good one to tell you about. It's called The Mind Explained. It is narrated by Emma Stone and it examines how the brain works. It kind of goes into how our brain stores, processes, and retrieves memories you know, how our body reacts when we dream. And so it kind of gives you a better understanding of your brain and therefore your mind. So if that's something that's interesting to you, then definitely check out The Mind Explained. Next, I want to highlight something that Hollywood actress Gwyneth Paltrow started. It's a modern lifestyle brand called Goop. It has its own podcast, newsletter, and even its own wellness TV show on Netflix. It's called The Goop Lab. It's kind of trippy. It is more on the introductory side and very focused on sort of clean living, beauty, and lifestyle. But her Netflix series goes into some pretty interesting wellness topics. So that's another great um, series to check out. And finally, let me tell you about The Game Changers. If you are interested in changing your diet, if you want to consider going plant-based or perhaps, you know, working more vegan or vegetarian food into your diet, then check out The Game Changers. I watched that a couple of years ago and thought it was um, a pretty well-presented film. It really made the case for going plant-based. And I was definitely convinced. So if you want something that's going to tip you over, then The Game Changers is a great watch. Now, on my reading list, on my reading list, I have five books that I want to talk about. The first one, it's what I'm currently reading, actually, is called Atomic Habits. It's by James Clear. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's a pretty great guide, very practical on how to create like good habits, how to break bad ones. And then, you know, what he's known for is this whole idea of getting 1% better every day and how if you just get 1% better in any way in your life. You know, all of this adds up cumulatively and it gives you these amazing results in your life. He also has a great newsletter. It covers topics like motivation, habits, success, and so on. So you can kind of check out his website and get on his newsletter, but you can also read the book, which is, you know, it's a New York Times bestseller. It's a very easy read and it is packed with so much great information. Something that I read recently is called Untamed. It's by Glennon Doyle. It's a memoir. Uh, It is about Glennon Doyle's wake-up call in her life as she learns to kind of find her own voice, to find herself again. It's a New York Times bestseller. It sold over 2 million copies. And, you know, celebrities like Reese Witherspoon wrote reviews on it. So it's a pretty powerful book. I think it is something that you want to read if you are trying to break out of sort of the systems, the expectations, societies, norms. You're trying to like find yourself and you're trying to kind of break out from what you've been told about how you should be living your life. It's a great book for women. It's all about female empowerment. And it's told from the viewpoint of a woman who takes that journey. And so I actually love the book. I thought it was so eloquently, beautifully written and just the experience of reading the book. I mean, that was in itself worth every page that I, I read. Next up, I've got Conversations with God. This is a very old book. It's got part one to four, if I'm not mistaken, and it's by Neil Donald Walsh. I read this also probably in the first couple of years of my well-being sort of journey that I started more than 15 years ago. And the whole concept of the book, let me tell you about that first, is there's this guy, you know, he is at, you could say, like rock bottom in his life. I mean, it's as bad as it gets. And there's like no hope. You know, he's struggling day to day. I think he's almost suicidal, if I'm not mistaken. And he starts writing all his feelings and his anger on paper. And in a way, he's kind of like pouring and venting out all these bitter feelings that he has about his life. And he's blaming God. And suddenly he starts writing back to himself. And he writes back to himself in the voice of of God or creator, however you'd like to say it. And so the book is basically his conversations with God. And he asks questions and then he gets the insight and the answers. And honestly, it's a pretty brilliant book. It's very intense. It's very deep. I read it, you know, more than a decade ago and I'm rereading it again because there's just so much in it. There's a wealth of information, a wealth of like wisdom and knowledge. And I love like how every time you read it, you get more from it. It's that kind of a book. Read at least part one. And then, if it's something you want to continue with, you can go on to the other parts. But part one was powerful enough. It was a real pivotal book, I would say, in my own well being journey. And, you know, I've learned a lot of things over time. And when I go back to conversations with God, it's actually in there. You know, it's just that you have to have that maturity and understanding to get it when you're reading it. And at different points in your journey, you'll have. You know, you're still evolving and you're at different um, levels of vibration. So I feel like it's a book you can kind of like revisit all the time. Another great book is The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Uh, The Power of Now was, again, a pretty important book in its time. It's a book about how, you know, every minute you spend worrying about the future or regretting the past is a minute you have lost of your life. And the book emphasizes that all you really have is to live in the present, the now. And it gives you these like strategies, things that you can actually action so that you can start living every minute in the now and understanding that the power of now is what you have. So again, a pretty um, impactful book, a great read. And people, you know, till today talk about Eckhart Tolle and the power of now. He also wrote a lot of different um, titles that also were bestsellers. A New Earth was a great book on life purpose. Um, so that's another a good read to check out if you, um, if you enjoy The Power of Now. Finally, I've got Journey of Souls by Dr. Michael Newton. This is not a very mainstream book, but it is a book that really Open my mind to what was going on after death. So Journey of Souls is part of a series. He wrote Journey of Souls and then Destiny of Souls. And I think the third book was Life Between Lives. And so what Dr. Michael Newton did was he interviewed, you know, hundreds of people in a state of hypnosis about what happens after they die. Okay. And, you know, the spirit world, what it looks like, you know, what happens to the soul, how does one decide what life to come into? And so he presents 29 cases from different backgrounds, religious and spiritual backgrounds, to people who don't even believe in anything. And of these 25 people that he recounts in the book, they have these amazingly similar experiences about what happens when they died and then went into this space which he calls life between lives before they were born into their current life where he was actually interviewing them under hypnosis and so he takes them through hypnosis into that journey into that space of life between lives and he tells us you know he shares with us what they went through And I've actually um, learned the technique of life between lives, which is what Dr. Michael Newton essentially uh, spearheaded. He has a whole institute where he teaches people the technique. I've done the technique. I've done it on myself. I've done it on clients. And honestly, my clients have the same experiences of what happens after death. I mean, there are differences in how people describe it. But it's pretty amazing how much similarity there is among people with drastically different backgrounds. And so in a lot of my classes, I cite um, Journey of Souls by Dr. Michael Newton. I know there's a YouTube video, which gives you like a snapshot of a lot of the things that are in the book. So that's a great place to start. You know, just look up Dr. Michael Newton and Journey of Souls and you'll probably find it. But the book was fascinating it's like the kind of book there that you started and you want to like read it all night i loved it and when i read it i felt like oh my god this is so true this is so real i just totally connected with it and i knew that it was like truth so if you're into if you're interested in like the esoteric kind of like past lives what happens when you die you know why are we here what is my purpose those kind of questions then journey of souls by dr michael newton is a great read for that. So other than these um, five books that I mentioned, if you're interested in past life regression in particular, then Many Lives, Many Masters by Dr. Brian Weiss, that's W-E-I-S-S, is probably the most well-known, one of the first books that I read as well. And that's how I got interested in past life regression. For Wealth and Abundance, Read Think and Grow Rich. That's by Napoleon Hill. Again, it's a book from like the 1950s, I want to say. It's pretty old, but I read it in the last five years. It is so current. And everything he says, again, is something you will still find in a lot of what people are saying today about wealth and abundance. So, you know, Napoleon Hill, he really knew what he was talking about. And I believe he like, if I remember correctly, interviews some of the most successful like CEOs and leaders um, of his time and how did they create so much wealth and abundance. And so he outlines these different principles, which I thought were pretty great. Uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, he wrote a book called Becoming Supernatural. It was, again, New York Times bestseller. It's a pretty reputable um, book. What it does is it combines like scientific information with ancient wisdom to show people how they can become essentially what he calls the supernatural. So, you kind of go beyond um, what you have been limited by, whether it's in your physical body or in your sort of mindset. So, it's really about kind of taking yourself to that next level. He talks a lot about like the quantum field of infinite possibilities, stepping outside our physical reality, the power of the human mind and the body. And so, um, that's, that's a book that has gotten a lot of uh, recognition. It's more recent. So, if you're looking for something a little newer, then that would be a good one couple of other books that have been also noteworthy. Um, I haven't read all of them, but um, the reviews have been good. Uh, the Buddha and the Badass. Um, that is Vishen Lakani, which I will talk about shortly. And then you've also got um, Jay Shetty's book, Think Like a Monk. So that's, again, Jay Shetty's book and Vishen Lakhani's book. These are more recent books, um, things that people are are reading right now. And of course, another great author would be Robin Sharma. Uh, Five A.M. Club. If you want to figure out how to make your life more productive, how to make your mornings productive, I know the Five A.M. Club um, is a really good one. Um, the Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. His first one of his first books. I mean, that was something that I really enjoyed as well. Now that we've kind of talked a little bit about the different books that I recommend or that I've read. Um, Let's get into podcasts that I like. So for parenting, I love Good Inside with Dr. Becky. I honestly listen to not only the podcast, but I follow her on Instagram and she does some great um, videos on um, answers to questions that parents have. And she just has such a great, such such a like forward thinking, refreshing perspective on parenting, which is so aligned with what I believe in. She gives great tips. Um, I believe she's really helped me be a better mother. Another person that I really like is Shefali, Dr. Shefali Sabri. She also has a lot of very interesting things to say about parenting. And she doesn't have her own podcast, not that I'm aware of, but she tends to guest in other people's podcasts. So I just kind of search any episodes that she's been interviewed on. So Good Inside with Dr. Becky is her own podcast. And then you've got Dr. Shefali Sabari, whose um, episodes have also been pretty great um, listens for me as a parent. Other podcasts that I like, uh, the Mind Valley podcast. I started listening to that many years ago and um, I found it. There were so many different topics and you could really kind of pick and choose what was interesting. I've listened to On Purpose with Jay Shetty. So there's some good stuff in there. There's Oprah Winfrey, who's someone I really look up to. I think she's such an icon uh, when it comes to what she's, you know, what a difference and contribution she has made to well-being and self-development and self-improvement. And so her Super Soul Conversations podcast is pretty great. Other noteworthy podcasts, you know, the ones that rank highly, I've listened to them. They're pretty great, is Happier with Gretchen Rubin and The Tim Ferriss Show. So these are just some of the ones that I followed. I know there's some, so many different great podcasts out there. And I guess podcasting, it's something very personal. You know, you have to feel that connection with the host and, um, and, I hope you feel that connection with me if you're listening in on Project Loving Myself. Now, uh, in terms of speakers, there are a lot of different speakers that I like to kind of follow, whether it's on YouTube, on Instagram, or you know, I listen to some of their podcasts as well. Um, two names come to mind when it comes to people that I really look at for helping me in terms of like career development or lifestyle development you know, people who I feel um, have some really great content. Um, That's Marie Forleo. I just absolutely love all the different things she talks about. She's got a great podcast. You know, she's got a great, you know, Marie TV on YouTube. Um, Love, love Marie Forleo. And then there's Amy Landino. She's great with like morning routines and time management. She talks about like calendar blocking. So I've gotten a lot of great tips, um, especially on morning routines. That's kind of a lot of episodes, uh, whether it's on YouTube or on her podcast. She's kind of focused on that. Mel Robbins is pretty great. I follow Mel Robbins on Instagram. She's got that five minute rule. Um, She's got some good books out there. There's Marissa Peer. She's got some great content on mindset and kind of how to work with the way your mind is set up, your brain. Vishen Lakhani, of course, the founder of Mind Valley. I mean, he's just done something really tremendous with Mind Valley, and he's a great speaker. He's very inspiring. He's really into like Silva Method, and he's into a lot of different things. So, if you follow him or if you follow Mind Valley, I mean, you can get a lot of value from that. Other speakers that I found um, pretty interesting are Brené Brown. Um, What a great speaker! I mentioned for parenting, Dr. Shefali Sabri and then Dr. Becky, um, her last name's Kennedy. So Dr. Becky Kennedy. And then if you want to kind of improve your brain or your mental abilities, then Jim Quick is pretty good. There's some great, you know, videos you can find on Instagram or on, on YouTube. And he talks a little bit about how to like boost that brain power. So those are some of the people that I follow. Um, feel free to, you know. and share some of your favorite um, speakers, people that you follow. I think that when we share with each other, you know, there's so much that we can learn and and gain. Let's get into meditations now. So for those of you who are interested in meditating, there are, of course, many different ways of meditating. Personally, I used uh, self-hypnosis. It's a technique. It's a part of hypnotherapy, but self-hypnosis is something very simple. It's something you do it's kind of like a three-part process. It's super easy. We actually teach it on um the Third Eye Wellness. We have like a digital library. If you go to thirdeyeonline.com and under webinars, you'll find something called self-hypnosis for meditation. That was, you know, if you are not following any particular meditation ritual or technique, then I would say self-hypnosis. That's how I learned to meditate and You know, it took me like really just a few meditations using that technique to become, you know, able to meditate for 45 minutes at a time. And I started with like five minutes, but then I very quickly got to like 45 minutes with self-hypnosis. So if you are interested, it's a one-hour webinar that teaches you how to use self-hypnosis. You can also do things like a candle meditation. For example, you light a candle and just kind of sit cross-legged and stare at the candle and your eyes will start to blur and you'll want to close your eyes. And, you know, if you can just kind of keep focusing on the image of the candle, even with your eyes closed, you'll find yourself relaxing and going deeper into a meditative state. You can do kind of the breath, you know, the art of living um, teaches meditation based on the breath and breathing. So that's another way of getting into meditation is using the breath. But I would say one of the easiest tools that are available to everyone is the guided meditations that you can get on Spotify or YouTube. The one I recommend is Deepak Chopra. He's got these 21-day meditations and they have different themes. And so you can find these on YouTube. He's even done some 21-day meditations in collaboration with Oprah. And how it works is that for 21 days straight, you do his guided meditation and it's like 10 to 15 minutes. So it's not too long. And at the end of the 21 days, you really just feel so much better. Often you have these different um, opportunities that come up or experiences that reinforce the benefits of that meditation for you. So definitely check out Deepak Chopra. I think that's really like, you know, how they say like meditation for dummies. You can't go wrong with Deepak Chopra's 21 day meditations. Anybody can do it. It's so great. And, you know, there are times where I've decided to do it just because I felt like it's something I wanted to do and I would do it before going to bed at night or, you know, I would do it with my husband. Um, So you can definitely do it that way. And there's so many apps, right? There's so many apps out there like um, Headspace and um, Calm. Um, They're great apps out there with different kinds of meditation. Meditations that you can try out. But, you know, honestly, meditation is not something difficult. They're easily available on YouTube. On my YouTube channel, if you go to Sanaya Gurnamal, I've done my own recorded meditations. So you can check those out. And another great resource, this is something actually Mark Nelson shared with me on one of the Project Loving Myself episodes, is Boho Beautiful Yoga. So it's a YouTube channel, Boho Beautiful Yoga, and they've got great guided meditations and yoga classes. So those are the ones that um, I would really recommend. Speaking of yoga, by the way, I want to also share an app that I use for working out, uh, especially when I'm traveling. So I bring my iPad with me and I get on the Aloe Yoga app. I do my Pilates, my bar and my yoga on that app. And they have all kinds of different workouts. So you do have to pay for it. You pay um, a fee for a year. But honestly, I think it is such a great investment. And you can choose, you know, what level you're at and you can choose the kind of workout. So if you are looking for something that is about working out and has a lot of meditations also, and it's got a good balance of like mindfulness and different um, programs on the app. So a great investment is the Aloe Yoga app. Now, we can't end this episode without covering my thoughts on the different healing methods and modalities that are out there now, can we? So let me share some of my thoughts on what I've personally experienced, you know, from one well being junkie to another. These are some of my um, go to techniques that I can share with you. Um, but this is not meant to say, you know, one is better than the other. It's just each of us might fi- find uh, certain techniques, modalities more um, comfortable to us, more uh, interesting to us. So go with what, you know, Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. So I mentioned a little earlier about past lives. If you're interested in past lives, like understanding who you are, you know, why you've come here, why things are happening a certain way in your life. Maybe you want to get into karma or you want to know what you brought into this life. Then do a past life regression. You can read up on books like Many Lives, Many Masters by Dr. Brian Weiss. I mentioned Journey of Souls by Dr. Michael Newton. And then you can try out a regression. It helps to read a little bit so you know what you're getting into. And it makes the process of a past life regression more familiar, which makes it easier for you to get into one. Both um, Maisha and I are past life regressionists. We're clinical hypnotherapists at the Third Eye Wellness so passive regression is something we are very familiar with. I have done plenty of my own, um, probably more than 50 of my own, and many for for clients. It's, it's definitely enlightening. It tells you a lot about yourself and it kind of gives you a greater understanding of what's going on in your life right now. So I do recommend passive regressions for that. If you want to figure out why... You have a certain person that keeps coming into your life or a relationship that you can't let go of or, you know, any kind of relationship that seems to be major in your life and you want a bit more clarity then a past life regression might help you with that. If you want to feel emotionally more balanced, you want to feel calmer, less anxious, but you also want something that's more on an energetic level. It's not mental. It's not something you have to really think about or you don't want to talk about your feelings you don't want to spill your guts you just want someone to help you feel better just like perhaps like a massage will relieve the exhaustion and discomfort in your body in the same way you can go in for a reiki session that's kind of like an energetic massage you will emerge feeling so rejuvenated so emotionally calm and sort of replenished after a reiki session Reiki done consistently can get you to maintain the sense of calm and zen. I would definitely look for a Reiki grandmaster um, or a Reiki practitioner that comes recommended. Um, If you would like some names, I can definitely recommend some people that I have had uh, personal experience with. We have um, Reiki practitioners at Third Eye Wellness as well, so you can check us out as well. But, you know, there are a lot of Reiki practitioners I know in the Philippines and worldwide. So I know to find a Reiki practitioner is not going to be something too difficult for any one of you. It's definitely something you want to try out, you know, and you might find that it's something that you really want to continue doing. Um, If I have, for example, if I'm PMSing and I'm sitting in a movie theater, then I don't want to kind of stop and go into healing. But what I will do is I'll continue watching and I'll put my hands and send Reiki energy to my tummy or to my um, abdomen, right? To my reproductive system. And almost always the pain will disappear. Or if I just kind of want to work with my child's tummy ache, I'll put my hands and send Reiki or um, maybe I just want to send some Reiki to my heart chakra. So those are kind of really easy things to do with Reiki and very beneficial. So if you want to learn Reiki, honestly, I highly recommend that. I am a Reiki practitioner and I find Reiki is very gentle, very loving um, and very easy to do. You can teach kids to do Reiki. Now, to get to the bottom of your fears or to understand where anxiety is coming from, to banish something for good, anything negative in your life, any trauma, any issue, any challenge, you need to go a little bit deeper into your consciousness to explore why these certain issues are present in your life and you know how you can kind of change them for the better. So for these kinds of situations I recommend theta healing as the quickest and most effective way of changing your life. Whether it's physical illness, relationship issues with family, with your partner, with your husband, with your wife, or if you're single and you're not able to attract your soulmate. If you have you know, trauma in your past, so traumatic events of all kinds, bullying, being taken advantage of, betrayal, molestation, um, abuse. These are things that Theta Healing really excels at dealing with. If you want to release baggage from your past, you need to work on inner children, inner child work. You know, Theta Healing is fantastic for that. Honestly, Theta Healing is the best way I've come across to manifest and to clear your blocks. So if you want to invite love or wealth or career opportunities, infinite possibilities into your life, then, you know, the simplest way is take a Theta Healing class. You will find that it really opens up your mind and your understanding and your ability to change things and transform things in your life. So Theta Healing is great for all those different things. Access bars is another interesting modality that, um, I took in the last, what, eight years. As a client, you don't really need to do much except lie down and let the practitioner work on you. The practitioner will lightly touch different points on your head. And by doing so, the practitioner releases a lot of like your pent up stuff, like baggage, beliefs. It seems to kind of send energy properly through the channels in your head, and your brain. It has a pretty amazing effect on your life, but I haven't gotten too deep into access bars to really understand how it all works. I just know that the sessions are pretty quick. They're about 30 minutes long and they really seem to help. So I've even combined like Theta Healing with um, an access bar session at the end. So I think it's great for like cleanup. I think it's great for releasing stuff that you've been carrying. So it's definitely something to try. Now, let's get into kind of cards, card readings. With cards, I always find it interesting to go to a tarot reader who does a great job of putting things into perspective for me. So I don't like to go to people who will scare me or try to tell me what to do. Like those are are the kinds of, you know, readers you might want to avoid. Instead, you know, find a tarot reader who through the cards, they kind of like Lay out everything going on in your life in such a way that it brings a lot of clarity. You know, so you can kind of step out of your own head or step out of your own life. And then you can kind of see what's playing out in your life and what are the different opportunities and possibilities and challenges that are showing up. And the cards kind of guide you to get that clarity. I like tarot cards for that. And there's also millennium cards and there are different kinds of, you know, angel card readers. But the important thing is to make sure that they're not going to create fear or tell you what's going to happen, but they show you the different possibilities and influences going on in your life at any given moment. With tarot, you know, there's always possibilities. So nothing is set in stone. So tarot will show you possibilities, what might, what could happen. Tarot cannot tell you what will happen, no matter how insistent the tarot card reader is. You can always make different choices and that's going to create different outcomes in your life. Be very careful of giving your power away to someone else when they tell you what to do. That's not the true way of spirituality. A good healer or a good coach or a good practitioner will guide you, will support you, will nurture you, but will not do it for you or tell you what to do. Okay, so that's a good way to kind of weed out the the good ones from the ones that maybe aren't always coming from the highest energy. What you can also do, which I recommend is buy your own set of Oracle cards and just pick a card every day and allow, you know, practice this and allow your intuition to bring you messages. And, you know, you're kind of also connecting with yourself. You are working on and improving your intuition. And you're also kind of tuning in to This part of yourself, which is called the higher self, it's that wiser part of you and it exists in every single one of you. And so by connecting with yourself and using the cards, you're actually learning to trust yourself and you're learning to listen to the guidance that comes from within you. It's a great practice if you want to do that. Other modalities like astrology, numerology gong bath, sound healing, yoga. These are just some of the the few that I'm mentioning. And there are so many different techniques out there. You know, so many that you might be drawn to at different points in your life. So you don't have to kind of commit to any one technique. You can try, experiment, you know, play with these different techniques. Maybe at different points in your life, these different techniques might be relevant you know, maybe you're into numerology right now, but then you might want to get into tarot cards. And, you know, you've got your entire life to explore and to have fun. The goal, your goal is to keep learning and growing and discovering yourself. And these are all different tools by which you can do so. Personally, I love to learn, but I tend to focus on the few things that are effective, things that I'm drawn to. So if, You can kind of listen to where your heart is taking you. That will probably get you to the different techniques that are really going to work for you. At the end of the day, anything that you do that is positive is going to help you. And ultimately, that's what matters. So that's what I've got for you today. Check these different things out. Let me know how you fared with these different tools and resources. Tag me on stories at Project Loving Myself Podcast and at Sanaya Grunemal. If you follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook, I'm going to be posting on my socials all the different names that I've mentioned on today's episode. So if you follow, you will get a lot more information and highlights from today's episodes. That's going to reinforce what I've shared. If your goal is to become your best self, then you're gonna go from point A, which is where you are, to point B, which is the person that you want to be. And so where you are and where you want to be, there's a gap, okay? And that gap can be filled by the many different tools that can help you get from point A to point B. I've mentioned some of those that have worked for me, but I wanna tell you to just keep learning, keep growing, you know? Keep going. That's the important thing. Take this Project Loving Myself journey with me. Lao Tzu said, The journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. So take that single step that you need to take right now that is going to get you closer to your point B. And remember, I'm right there with you, episode after episode, cheering you on as I always am. You are loved. Thank you for joining me today on this episode. Don't forget to click on the subscribe button to make sure you get notified of all my new episodes. This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and Pod Machine. Have a good one.